Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Yes, indeed, we're back at it on this Saturday morning, welcoming your phone calls or text messages related to real estate. Chris and Andy, good to see you guys. I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. I and uh, was, I, Every time I go out of town on a good neighbor tour, I always like to go to some Real estate window. I yeah. forgot to. I forgot to bring back any brochures to to show. Oh, you guys. I, I wonder if that process. had anything to do with those fermented grapes you were talking about out there. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> I should have brought some of those back. I guess. That's was what, it a good trip? It was, it was a job. great trip. Yeah, it was. It was a wonderful trip. But boy, uh, some uh, some of the real estate out there in uh, in the wine country is uh, pretty costly. Big time. Supply and demand, yeah. There's yeah. not uh, there's Especially limited when supply, and there's probably a lot of demand. So. And you guys have have lo- talked about um, uh, San Francisco area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, yeah. I just had someone that was, is, well, still trying to build kind of in the Sonoma area, and uh, just the regulations and rules. Mm-hmm. and. I mean, well, did you read in the paper this week? They're, they've just added legislation where they're talking about every new house has to have solar, solar panels. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'll raise the price just a tad. Absolutely. Well, unless, you know, Elon, yeah. your your buddy at Tesla has the uh, the uh, solar panel. Your buddy, my good buddy. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Facebook friends only. But um, the uh, the you know they have that uh, new shingle that's actually solar, and they they literally just have to touch to transfer uh, the energy, and it's it's really a neat product. But it's it's had its limitations, just like anything else. I'm sure when it's being launched, and how do you do it affordably and and you know and cost effectively? But it's uh, something on the way. All right, I tell you what, I know I want to fi- find out from you guys how the week or the week and a half or whatever it's been since I've seen you guys last, uh, what has uh, transpired while we were on a good neighbor tour. But I, uh, you know this, and I'm going to tell our listeners that uh, uh, I, I don't want to use the word discover, but I, I met Tom Meehan uh, in recent weeks, and he's got a, uh, a system for your home that you guys would be really interested in. Well, totally. Mm-hmm. We're, we're right. sitting here listening to you when you were doing that. I'm like, right. what does he do? I mean, because that to me is, I mean, yeah. well, why don't we bring him on and yeah. he can explain kind of what it is, and then we'll kind of talk about the real estate application to yeah, it as well. Yeah, indeed. Tom, good morning. Good morning, guys. It's good to hear from you. Tom Ian is the guy that brought this to my attention, and we're going to be putting this system in my house. 
And I have heard, Tom, you can tell me this, that, in fact, a friend of mine had this happen to him. You never hear about people replacing the hoses in their washing machines, but I've heard people going on trips, and one of them burst, and they weren't home, and a lot of damage. And we've talked recently, in recent weeks, about the water leak X systems. Explain to the guys here, everybody, about how this system works and how it can really be a, a lifesaver, if not a money saver. Well, backing up to what you just discussed, the uh, the uh, washing machine hose issue uh, is more, it happens more often than you think. Uh, but not only that, there's ice makers and there's dishwashers and there's there's any number, hundreds of locations throughout a home that can leak. And I've had that happen to me a couple of different times in my lifetime. And I'll tell you, when I talk to people, anybody I talk to, it's either happened to them or uh, it, it's happened to somebody that they know. And uh, so in any event, I uh, I had a, a huge leak that was very destructive, very costly, and uh, set us back about four months on a project that we were working on. And... Uh, and so that's what uh, why I built this system. And I researched the market for systems. There are some out there, but they don't do everything that needs to be done to protect against a devastating water leak. And uh, I think our system does that. So uh, with that, Danny, maybe you've got more questions, or do you want me to try well, to explain how it works? Well, we've got questions. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, cost, I think it would be important, and then kind of what it does and what's all included in it, because uh, I don't know, I... You know, we when we're selling houses and stuff like that, we're always looking for uh, different ways to be probably to enhance that listing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think motivation. I think things we're talking about right here, rather than turning all your water off, you know, I mean, because that shows motivation that hey, mm-hmm. no one's living there. And the, but the other part is is being able to have this system. I mean, it, it it makes your house sound like I mean, it's better than all the rest. You know how we do that, Andy. Or don't you do that? I, I, I do do that. Oh, you do? <laughs> do that. I, I, we, we should, Tom, explain how this thing works because yes. it, it not only does it, if, if there is a leak, and it works on both systems, right, city and well water, right? It does. It works on both. And uh, uh, basically what it does, there's, there's uh, little sensors that are programmed into a central controller. Uh, and the central controller stores their, their number, uh, their unique number, and uh, when you program them into the central controller, you can actually designate uh, the exact location that they're going to be planted in. So let's say it's on the second floor of a, of a, uh, a home in, uh, you know, northern Minnesota somewhere. And uh, it's in the second floor. You can actually put in right down to the, the place where it's under a vanity uh, behind a commode or a toilet. Uh, any place in the home. So when the leak occurs, it sends a signal to the central controller, which in turn does two things. It uh, sends you a text message telling you the exact location of that leak and that the system has turned off the main water supply valve. Hmm. Isn't that something? Automatically shuts off. Well, uh, you know, Denny, but this kind of ties back into, like, Chris and I, a couple weeks back, we're talking about home automation and how people like to have control of their homes now differently than they did back in the day. What a fantastic asset to offer to a new buyer when you have the ability to display that, hey, we can prevent that. Remember we talked about this, the the drippy sink that caused $180,000 of damage wow. in this house that I had? Yeah, and it happens. And, I mean, a, a one drip 
is, oh, my gosh. And then here's the other thing. Let's say that you did have damage in the past. What a great tool to offer to make somebody have uh, peace of mind right. when they're buying that house, too. So I, that's why we brought you on today, Tom, because we thought, <clears throat> you know, that it's a, a fantastic concept. And we, we just want to keep seeing your success because this is seems like a real asset in the housing industry. And I think about, too, about, uh, you know, a lake home, a cabin, or here in the city, oh, or you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're yep. on some trip somewhere, yep. and it shuts off. Now, tell me, I know you got to run, but to tell me what the difference is in the well. I know it in the, in the city water, it shuts off the main. What does it do, and how different is well water uh, with this system? Well, uh, first of all, I, I'm going to tell you the price on, on it. We have just recently made the decision to, rather than going through distribution, to go direct to the customer. All right. And so we've reduced our price significantly, and you can find that on our website. But um, what it does for a well is, you know, the, your, your well is like city water, but, but you have to control the well. So we can actually turn off the well pump, and then we can use our valve to open up and drain off all the pressure in the in the tank some of those tanks will hold 100 150 gallons of water and that's all going to end up right at the leak point wow good point well tell us how we get in touch i know but tell everybody what the website is tom well our website is uh, uh water leak x systems.com water leak x systems.com go online yeah. check out the the price and what this thing does it's really amazing Tom, thank you so much. Continued success, and uh, I'll be in touch real soon, okay? Love your shows. Thank you for having me on, guys. Thank you very much, Thanks, Tom. Tom. Yes, yeah, Tom Meehan, who, as he said, has had not once but twice had this happen to his uh, his. Property. Once is enough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. We need to take a break, but again, inviting our listeners to join in on the conversation if you have a real estate question, 651-989-9226. Or send a text, by all means. Some folks are doing that. As we speak, that number, 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show. Chris and Andy in studio with me, Denny. And uh, you, with your questions, either by phone or by text. There's a line open if you want to shoot us a phone call, uh, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Let's see. I'm looking for a text. Um, you want to do that one about the leaking, if they're taking a shower? How does it know? They're talking about uh, Tom's, uh, yeah. the, 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 uh, well, I, I don't have it installed in my home yet, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Can't answer that yet. Maybe Tom can uh, go in, but it's basically asking, you know, hey, if the shower's, if the shower's going, what, does it just shut off the water? I mean, I assume. But you set you it up leave. before you leave. Yeah, that's so what it's not like. This sounds more techy than that. I, yeah, I don't think the is. humidity is going to throw it off. No, Otherwise, no, if no, you no, no, no. opened up your windows in the summertime, it'd go off too. But they're thinking, hey, if the shower turns on or a faucet turns on, I mean, that could. Flowing flowing water is different. I think it, it detects leaks. Wow. All right. Yeah, there's a, there's an, a text number is 81807. You see one there, Christian Let's Graham? Let's do them. 81807. Okay. Let's see. Uh, with school districts changing boundary lines, is this uh, going to affect property prices? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, it definitely could uh, affect. Unless both districts are equally wonderful. But I tell you what, boy, consumer perception is everything. I I've got a couple different developments that I'm in right now with new construction where there's a swing of almost 50 grand in the lot prices from one district to the other. And I'm talking across the street. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's that's in more than one spot for sure. Um, 
I don't hear anything about the market in western Minnesota aside from uh, uh, Alexandria native I know. Should more people be moving out to like Marshall, Lacaparo, Morris, Worthington? It's stunning country and cheap real estate out there. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're talking about a retired person that's bringing their money with them, I think it's good. But if you're, you know, leaving your higher paid city job and trying to replace it with a high paid country job, I don't know if that exists necessarily in every application. I'm, I'm sure you could figure a few people out, but um, it's you a know. lifestyle too. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people are starting to do home from work. Yep. You know, and so you could go anywhere. But uh, obviously, you're and you know what's get funny though too? Value. I think our priorities change too, Chris, because I, I deal with all age groups of, of buyers. Everything from first time all the way to the retiree. And it's funny how, as you know, even people say, oh, let's move out to the country. It depends on if they have grandkids. Those little grandbabies, pull those people and keep them close. I tell you, they might be, you know, 10 miles down the road, but they don't go 100. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, they want to be involved. They want to be active. And, and it's a, uh, I don't know, the empty nester crowd downtown. Think about that. We've got so many people that they're still in the city, but they have their, you know, urban cabins or they have the, uh, you know, the condo downtown so they can, Kind of live that uh, just mom and dad work, you know, having out having fun at the town, and I don't know, it's just different. Yeah, and obviously pricing is about demand. You know, the more demand that the the values are going to go up. So, mm-hmm. say you know, we we talked to Tom earlier in the show. I didn't have a chance to ask you guys how real estate was in your respective markets and your jobs. What's it been like in the last week and a half or so? It's hitting. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Is it really working? 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 working. We're getting a lot of stuff to get onto the market. Finally, got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff coming next week. Got some exciting. Yep. Fun listings, too. Yeah, we've got the same situation, Denny, where we've got uh, quite quite a, a variety of new stuff coming to the marketplace. But what was interesting, Denny, is for the first time I saw um, this spring so far where I saw the old uh, open houses, we're doing all the ads, we're doing all the signage, and there's nobody showing up or there's only one instead of 10 coming in. And what was interesting was I think the spring bug bit a lot of people last weekend where they were – just saying, let's get the bikes out. Let's oh, you know, sure, mow the grass. Indeed. Oh, yeah. And so there was that distraction of beautiful weather. And then uh, what will happen is over the next week or two, as this new inventory comes around, it will motivate people to jump into the market and actually uh, give them some more. Vor- I always say more variety creates more sales. So Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep going. Another here. text you, can, oh, you got, got there? Lots of them here. Uh, selling a home built in 1971. Is there a step-up basis plus the one-time exclusion from tap- taxable gains? Okay, we can't give legal or tax advice, no, but if it was my house um, and me and my wife were selling it, we could uh, we could make up to $500,000, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to pay taxes on that. If you're homesteaded and you've lived there two of the last five years, mm-hmm. and you're not giving advice, you're just telling you what the rules yeah, are. I'm just you saying know, what I'm just, I would do. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in single people, it's up to 250 So, yeah, there's a lot of benefits, too, and being a little more strategic. I would suggest talking to your accountant because – you know, um, some of my friends actually are in that situation where they want to sell a pretty substantial place. And my suggestion is, hey, make sure that you will live there two of the next five years because there's a lot of capital gains that have been experienced there. And then you can take advantage of the, the, the um, situation, tax situation. Yeah, and I think, I think what they're talking about since they've been there for a long time, that there used to be, the old tax laws used to be, you could kind of, if as long as you kept moving up, Mm-hmm. You know, and then at the very end, you'd have to pay, you'd get 150000 off, a one-time exclusion. Yep. Now that doesn't happen. It's every, mm-hmm. you got to, two years. two years. But you have to live in that home two out of the previous five years. Correct. Tell you what, let's do. We're just about up against the clock for a break. They're reminding our listeners, anybody on the line, hang on. Texters, uh, you can uh, send in more texts if you like, 81807, or call us, 651-989-9226. We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. More real estate straight ahead here on 830 WCCO. 
Good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show here on CCO. 55 is our Twin City temperature reading. If you have any kind of a real estate-related question, by all means, call it in, text it in, 651-989-9226. That's the number. Or uh, do a text at 81807. Uh, Donna is calling in from Egan. Uh, Donna, thank you for waiting. How can we help you? Well, I'm uh, in a couple of years, I want to sell my very outdated house. It's uh, built about 1985. And it's a house where in a desirable location, and but everything is so outdated that you would just come in and take out the windows and, and open walls up and, you know, and take advantage of the view and stuff. So I'm wondering, can... Uh, how you sell as is. Okay. I think there's uh, there's two parts to that, I think. There's mm-hmm. there's the maintenance items that maybe it's deferred maintenance, and then there's the outdated, the avocado appliances and the wallpaper and kind of the closed-up rooms. Yeah. Um, so, and the more maintenance items there are, the less you're going to get. But For sure. But I'll tell you what, I mean, uh, if you don't want to do that, you can, there's a lot of people looking for that stuff now. I oh, mean, yeah. an outdated home, a fixer-upper per se. Yep. But, you know, the price is going to reflect that as well. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you if you bought the house for, you know, 50000 back in the day and now it's worth three hundred as is, good for you. I mean, you know, and it's, it, it is a project to do home improvements, and I think that there's a lot of people that don't respect, or I shouldn't say respect, they just don't know what they're getting into when they start a remodeling project, and they don't really understand the complexities of flipping that house, and it's it's a big deal. And even the pros take 30 to 60 days with nobody living there. And that's with them, you know, pulling the kitchens out and the bathrooms out whenever they want versus having somebody trying to live there at the same time, yeah. too. So I, I do see the, the the desire to sell as is. Now, there's one other spin on as is. Like, I have people that ask me the question, we want to sell it as is, assuming that it limits their liability at the closing table, that they're from that point going on, you can't come back at us. And there's there's a lot of different ways to protect yourself with that. Um, I think the biggest thing is is that, you know, if you're disclosing everything up front and you're having somebody do a home inspection and you're not misleading the consumer, and then you have them signing their as-is addendums, for an example, just to say that you guys understand, I understand. I'm giving you a great point, deal. I'm giving you a great I'm deal. On. I'm moving on. Sign here, and then you're you're done. Don't want no problems, nothing to come up. Totally. Yeah. I'll tell you the other thing I think that's kind of tricky is when you go to a house like this, um, mm-hmm. and, and I we go and meet with Donna, and we're like, all right. A lot of realtors will say, oh, paint this and do this and do that. But sometimes painting and doing this and that, if everything else is not good, is just going to be a waste of money. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's I, I always go in and when I when I talk to people, it's like, hey, I'm, I want to spend money to make money. Now, there's certain things that we have to have. I was just at a house yesterday. We have to have a front step that looks good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's not going to get us more money, but it, it's it's got to it's got to be right. Well, it's not going to stop know? them from running an offer either. And that's a key thing is like eliminating those what I call showstoppers, you know, curb appeal, front step, you know, can't get in the house. You got to go around the back and go up a rickety old board to get in. I mean, there's there's a lot of that that um, uh, or big projects, too. I think the thing is, so what what the audience she will end up selling to is the the either the the buyer that wants to fix up their own house to live in it themselves or unfortunately, sometimes the flipping market. And the only reason why I say that is because they have to be able to take that house, put the repairs on there and squeeze the profit in there. On top, so that usually puts your sale price down. So you know we've we've heard it. You know the you hear the guarantees or you read the ads about the guys that'll guarantee the prices and the the you know we'll take it as is. We'll even you know empty the garbage for you. That cost you. Yeah. It cost you. It cost you. It cost you. So just be careful. You know. 
Well, I think, too, even if you're going as is and it's a fixer-upper, there's sometimes you do have to fix things that stop them from nailing the price even further. So such as a window that's totally rotted out. Mm -hmm. I mean, the perception is, oh, my gosh, it's it's rotted out. Water got into the house. I mean, Mm -hmm. now the whole foundation's got to go. And they start making up things. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's better fix those couple windows that are really bad and then just clean it and declutter it. And I'm telling you, that will help a ton in their perception that, mm-hmm. hey, it was taken care of. It's just outdated. Good point. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. So this kind of goes into it. Good morning. I, good morning. I recently helped a family members move into their new home. It was previously owned, and I was appalled at how dirty they left it. Do real estate agents tell their sellers to clean, like the toilets, drawers, remove toothpaste, gunk, <laughs> kitchen cupboards, and the fridge? You see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but it just causes problems later on. When people leave their houses in, in a distressed situation, they almost don't care. I would say. It does, but that doesn't give them the excuse for not showing a little class. I mean, it, to me, even though you're in a tough situation, somebody else is starting their new life in that house, um, I would deliver the house to the consumer the way I would want to receive the house if I was buying it. So if the person that leaves it dirty – um, buys a house and complains that it's not clean, well, guess what? You know, it's karma. It's, it's, it's kind of yeah. coming back at you. Well, it's kind of a strategic thing, too, because I always tell people about transactions. They don't end when it closes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just talking about if there's problems later on. And if you leave the house a total disaster area right. and then one little pipe goes out, you know, they're going to come after you. Right. Or they're going to say, oh, geez, you know, Betty and John were such great people and they had this house perfectly for us. You know, just it was a mistake. You right. Know? Well, and, and, and think about personality it. types, though, too, Chris. I mean, we could have two people at the exact same event, and the two people will tell two completely different stories as to what happened that day. And what I say is this. When, when somebody's coming into a house, and there's two sides to every story. So the buyer comes in saying, oh, my gosh, we did our final walkthrough. This house was hideous. Your seller should be so embarrassed. They left all kinds of paint everywhere. They left this. They left that. Now you talk to your seller, and your seller says, you know, instead of throwing it away, we kept all the colors of the paint for the house. We put it under the stairs for them. And we went through. We didn't have time to vacuum yet. We were going to do that right after closing. We we're going to vacuum out of the house for them. And, and also, you're like, oh my gosh. So it's just it's communication. Yep, totally. Boy, we got so many text messages. Text here. number, by the way, eight one eight zero seven. Yeah, let's do another tax one quick. If I sell my cabin for three hundred grand, how much time do I have to avoid any capital gains tax if I buy other real estate or other investment? You, you got to talk to accountant on that. But that's called mm-hmm. the ten thirty one exchange. Yeah. And so you're moving um, one investment over to another. The one thing is it's got to be equal or greater value on both the uh, the price and what you owe on it. So well, and there's very specific windows, too, because if you miss it by one day, unfortunately, the feds don't care and they're going to tax you. Right. And it's, so be it's careful. about you have to identify it within a certain period of time, and then you have to close on it within a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And then there's called the reverse 1031, where you actually buy it ahead of time. Say your other one hasn't closed yet, and there's ways in which to do that, too. So good accountant, Chris Mahold, MFK. It's always a popular oh, yeah. show when he uh, gets on, but he, he knows uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, I own a home in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Moving, uh, We'll be moving in three years when my son's done with high school. They were going to wait to sell, but the market is so hot right now. Should I sell now, or will I get less money in three years, or will the market stay hot? Boy, if we had that answer, yeah, <laughs> that would be great. The show would end in three years if we had that. We'd be. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, you you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I'll tell you what. There's we we talk about this a lot on here about mm-hmm. market segments and some that are super hot. And I mean, and 
if you catch the right timing of that, and that's what's kind of cool. If you have three years and, and be able to hit that market when it's low, mm-hmm. talk to that agent or have a realtor come out or whatever, mm-hmm. and then let them know and say, hey, we're not thinking for three years, but if you get the right person, hey, we'll do it. Well, and I agree. I think that, you know, it's just like stocks or anything else. I mean, if all of a sudden you bought the stock low and now the stock is high, and by selling it right now, it can make all these other things happen for you, I might take the sheer thing. I mean, I might I might sell now and because you don't know. It could be doubling in three years. It could go down in half in three years. You just don't know. So if it makes sense for you now, don't be afraid to pull the trigger and kinda, get it done. Kind of like my Chipotle stock. When it tripled, <laughs> I, was the, I thought I was the coolest guy in the world, and now it's like 500. <laughs> I sold it at 48, but yeah. You gotta eat. You gotta eat there more. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have to supervise all his transactions now. (laughs) That's why I'm a realtor, not a stockbroker. There you go. Uh, Okay. Uh, Hey, can I put new railings on my deck without a permit? Great question. (laughs) Can you or may you? Yeah. Right. Every city's different. I was telling I was telling Denny during the break that uh, you know there's some cities that you don't have to get a permit to put new windows in Mm -hmm. as long as it's in the same opening. Mm. You know, well, so. and I'm sure with a deck, if it's a repair versus, you know, replacement. Right. And so, you know, what they'll do is they'll go down the list and they'll say, are you replacing dimensional lumber with like treks or with a composite material? That may impact what they say or think, because if there's inspections required, right. then then, yes, you have to pull the permits. If it's something that you're just replacing a cedar board that rotted, I would assume most cities would be OK with you doing that. All right. How, how does it work when a realtor agrees to buy your home if it doesn't sell by a certain date? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a text question. I've been waiting for this for five years. <laughs> no, I, you know, the, here's the thing. Again, I'm just telling you, anytime that somebody offers you something that sounds so great, it's costing you thousands of dollars. Now, not to say that there's not a need for right. that service. Absolutely. There are. I mean, obviously, there's hundreds of people, probably thousands of people a year in the Twin Cities market that look for a guaranteed sale. The, just remember this, that the guarantee is going to benefit them more than it benefits you. Well, they have convenience, to make money. Convenience costs money. So just yeah, like true. when they bring you food to your house, it costs you more in theory if you went there with a coupon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, there's different yeah. ways to do it. So I've purchased many of my clients' homes, and uh, it, mm-hmm. it's got to work. I mean, you, as a realtor, you don't want to buy someone else's problem. Yep. You know what I mean? So you're, you're going to go in there and say, hey, here's an option for you in which to be able to take, but it's not going to be at market value. You know, well, and you have to do it in a fair way. I mean, like you're right. saying, I mean, because here's the thing, like, I'm, uh, let me make sure that everybody understands what you're saying, Chris. So you have a seller that inherited a house and they say, we really could live with this price. You clearly explain to them that it's worth this much. And they say, that's OK. We don't care how much it's worth. We're willing to sell it for this much. You have done your job as a real estate agent. You've made them aware of the value. What I get scared of is when you bring out these uh, contractors that are not required to be ethically, um, you know, in concern of what the consumer ends up with. Because we, we are concerned. If somebody says to us, hey, Andy, what's your house worth? And I say it's worth 50000 It's really worth one fifty. I lose my license. I mean, I'm in all kinds of trouble. And you should. And you should. Mm-hmm. And and when you have a, somebody that's out there that's an invest, a quote, investor, um, they don't have the same rules. They will tell you it's worth 50. You agree with them. They, they basically rip you off. And I, mm. I'm not saying that all are the same, but just be careful. From a realtor perspective, it's much easier. If I'm going to go buy investment properties, mm-hmm. it's much easier if I'm not a realtor. Right. You know, because we, we there's so many things that we have to adhere to, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, but we can't, like just Andy said, we can't tell you it's worth 50 if it's really worth 150. Well, you know, and go back to Donna. So you take Donna back there where she says, I want to sell my house as is in a few years. It's, it's a great area. Great. So now she goes out and she wanders into one of my models and says, hey, Mr. You know, new construction guy, I want to buy one of your detached townhouses. Would you guys be interested in doing a trade with me? I'm willing to give you the opportunity over here to make a little money. I want to buy one of your places. 
those situations can work out great because you have a buyer that has your motivations in mind. They, they want to get you into that new house, and they want to make sure you have enough money to do it. And so there's a lot of those programs that are out there that I really like and that are convenient for the customer. As long as they're good for the customer, they're good with me. All right. We need to take our usual break, but we have more show to come. If you have a real estate question by phone, 651-989-9226, or send a text. We'll get back to those two, 81807. Good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show. We're around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. Thanks for joining us. We have callers. We have textures asking real estate type of questions for Chris and Andy. And I'll tell you what, I know the clock is typically moving, so let's uh, let's take care of some business here. Joan is calling, I believe, from Waverly. Joan, thanks for calling. What's your question, please? Well, uh, we, had a, we had our house up for sale, and we have what we believe was a, I don't know, a bad guy that came through and inspected our home. He didn't know what he was doing, and he had bad checks against us on multiple things that, uh, for instance, we have a cedar shake roof. He said that it had multiple layers and needed to be re- redone. It's a 50-year roof. It has magnum, la- magnum shingles on it. He didn't know what he was talking about. We are total electric. He wanted our shed to have something in it to pull out the noxious fumes from the gas. There was no gas in there in our, um, uh-huh. our electric heater. So how, how do you how, how how do you uh, what, what's the next step for Joan if there is one? Well, yeah, I mean, here's what happens: is that this home inspector, and it most likely was probably they had a buyer, and they came in and kind of ripped on it, and now there's a obligation to maybe disclose, mm-hmm. you know, those problems if they're if they think they're problems or they've been told about them. But you almost got to kind of contradict those and and get people to say, hey, the roof is fine. You know, and it's it's sad. But, well, I, I think mean, there was a little hint of Joan there was talking about being bamboozled by the inspector back in the day as well, that he made these claims that weren't necessarily accurate. And so that comes back to where I would love to see regulation put on the home inspectors to the level that we have or even higher. Because I'll tell you what, there's real estate agents unlocking doors and signing contracts, but these inspectors are guiding these people on the what is the, you know, the condition of the house as it sits. And if you can't accurately, you know, tell what the condition of the house is, you really don't have any place in being an inspector. And unfortunately, there's nobody kicking them out of the business. So it's so it, the, what kind of regulations are there, if any? The, well, it's very some, limited. Yeah, there's some, there's some um, programs that they can have that they can be certified within them, but there's no real, mm. there's nothing that, uh, you know, doesn't And there's no liability. From, Generally, the first thing they have you do is sign a piece of paper that says they're not responsible for what they're going to tell you today. And that, or they're only responsible for the amount of the cost of the inspection. So it, it's, yeah, it's kind of an ugly thing. I think that, you know, Chris and I, over the years, we've had other contractors that we've worked with that when you're buying a house, like if, if Chris and I were going to buy a house, we wouldn't necessarily bring in just a home inspector. You know, we would probably bring in a home inspector. But if we were curious about the electric, I'd also hire an electrician to come in at the same time. So that my home inspector is checking everything else, making sure there's insulation, that everything fires, and he's making sure the electrical system, you know, is solid. And if, if it's not, they're on the spot, give me a quote, you know, or the plumber or the whoever. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting, Waverly, where they have exhaust coming out of their electric. It's crazy. <laughs> that is something. I mean, that's just that's I don't pretty get sad. It. Yeah. 
I mean, that, and I would use that too. If someone, if I was trying to say, hey, this guy didn't really know what he's doing. I mean, he said there's exhaust coming from electric. I mean, this just doesn't happen. So, okay, we got to hit these <laughs> other ones. Uh, need to sell a new construction home that will be one year old here real soon. Does a new home depreciate like a car? Bought for three fifty five in Crystal. I've got a great example. I just uh, sold one in 2014. Uh, it was about $400. we are going to get 539 for it because what's happened is that all the construction around it has gone up. Well, yeah. That's o- more higher. And, you know, and now this is a bargain. I mean, right. that's one hundred and forty grand in four years. You know, and I, I think that, um, and I cautiously say this because I, I don't want to misguide the, the uh, texter, but um, if you were buying the most expensive house in that neighborhood that's ever been sold in the recent, you know, last five years – you might be in a little bit of trouble with trying to get everything back that you've got into it, but I think that you'll still have a very desirable home that everybody wants. You're not going to have a resale problem. You're going to have a what-it-sells-for problem. Yeah, but I, I think, too, I mean, it depends. I mean, if there's two lots vacant right next to it, that's a problem, you know, because they can just build the same thing and look exactly the way they want it to look, mm-hmm. you know. But if there's – one thing is if you go on the MLS and you go look in, in, in certain price segments that new construction is happening, right. I mean – you get 30 of them, and after you, you decipher them, there's only eight of them that are really out there. Right. They're all right. to be built. And so people need to move quicker, too. Well, and, you know, here's the other thing. One last thing, and I'll leave new construction out of it. But the if you're in a uh, new construction neighborhood and you were in the first phase and you built your house and you have the Shenandoah model that's continuing to be built down the road, and now that model down the road is 35000 or $40,000 more expensive a year later because that's some of the numbers that are realistic, you will be okay. It's when you're building kind of on an island by yourself. I think I heard that it was the middle of Crystal or whatever it was. And right. so if, if there's new construction around them that they can compare to, that's great. But here's the other last thing. Appraisers generally will use up to five miles for new construction when they're brand new built. And when they go to refi that house, I don't know if they can do that. You might have also have a refinancing uh, financing problem there. Appraisal might come in a little lower. We, we would definitely take on that problem of getting that sold for him. Oh, for sure. Actually, no, no, no. I'm not, a, I'm not scared area. of it at all. Yeah. No, I'm not scared of it at all. I'm just saying that they asked what the challenges would be. So that's what I, that's a, what I would foreshadow. we got a listener that's got Prasky analogies here. It's kind of like trading in your car when you're referring to real estate agents buying your house. Yeah. It's like going to the dealership <laughs> and saying, we'll take it. I'm sure it benefits them. But it kind of is, like what you were talking about. I mean, and builders will look at that. I mean, and I think it's – Probably the more progressive ones, uh-huh. you know, that maybe has some representation that knows that resale market as well. well. But here, let's go. We talked about this on the break, and I didn't want to bring this up. But what the first thing I'm going to ask any real estate agent that says, I'll buy your house, or that, that's their, their, their pitch, you just got to be a little careful, and you're going to ask them. You're going to say, how many of the houses have you ever bought versus how many have you advertised to, and then you don't buy? You just end up selling those houses. Because a lot of times, yeah. guys, I think they're telling you what you want to hear, to get you into the door to get that appointment. And the, the, the concept is there, but they'll never do it because you can't afford to. Right. There, there's a place for it. I mean, in certain circumstances, people want that. They don't want the problem. You know, I, I run into that They're a lot. willing to pay for the convenience. God bless you. Then yeah, do it. Absolutely. Sell that house at 30, 40, 50,000 less than what yeah. it's worth. But I think the customer or consumers <laughs> need to know we have to, we can't like tell them that it's, it's worth super low. We can, but you can say, hey, this is what it is, and then here's what we'll pay. Mm-hmm. So, true. All right. Well, we have 60 seconds or less to go here. Do you guys have any final thoughts, open houses, <laughs> things like that? All I know is we got other tax questions we can't give legal No, tax no tax, advice, yeah. I do have an open house today from 1 to 4 on Prior Lake. $2.1 million, Andy. Come on down.
It's awesome. Mm, Walkout nice. Rambler, Flat Lakeshore. Yeah, hit Prasky.com. I think I've got 16 open houses today and tomorrow, so we're all over the place. Our wow. team, our preferred home team, um, not just me, but uh, we're all over the north and northwest metro and pushing hard and selling houses. So well, I'll tell you what, I'll see us. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. And don't forget, happy Mother's Day tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. My mom always listens. Happy Mother's right. Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mama. Right. Thanks very much. All right. Again, we'll be back again uh, next uh, week here on CCO, 10 o'clock hour, with more real estate, inviting your calls and text messages. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.